This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just going about your day with blindness, visual impairment, or albinism. I'm Jenny, your host, and this is episode number 26. It's part two of our special Low Vision Moments of Christmas episodes. So cozy up, pour yourself a beverage. I haven't said that one in a while, but I'm bringing it back because in choosing which kind of beverage you may want to consider that there may be singing from two very amateur people on this episode. So you've been warned. So today we're going to unwrap the final six low vision moments of Christmas. So if you haven't listened to part one, just make sure you go ahead and do that. Highly recommend that. If not, whatever, it's your life. Joining me today for the fun is a very long time acquaintance, someone who I'm delighted to kind of catch up with. We've been trying to go for brunch and this and that for like a year now. So very nice to have this person on. They're a stay at home mom. They're an avid volunteer in the community in various things and they've got an advocacy mission as well tara kneecamp welcome hi how are you today i'm festive i am ready to get down and unwrap these final six low vision moments of christmas and i know you've got some new ones but before we get into it what else do you want the listeners and the viewers to know about you? Uh, so as you mentioned, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have one son. He's nine years old. Um, I have star guards and have since I was about 10 years old. So I've been living with low vision for oh over 25 years now. Uh, and um, I live in the wonderful city of lakes, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. And that's married my husband also has low vision so i often joke that we're a double blind household and i think that might come into play today if i'm not mistaken but i think we need to take a second to describe what we've got going on because we are both quite festive would you like to go first tell me what's going on in your background so i've dragged my christmas tree into um the room with me so we got that all decorated up last week and i love decorating the christmas tree it's one of my uh one of the highlights. Uh, then on the other side of me is a wall hanging, and it's actually a, my advent calendar. It's a reusable advent calendar that I had made a couple years ago. And the part that I really love about this, other than the chocolates inside of it, of course, is the center part is a stocking. And um, it's actually my old childhood stocking that my grandma made uh, matching ones for me and my brother. And it's a rather large stocking. Uh, and it's got this sort of very old Georgian style house that's uh, kind of up the leg of what would be the sock. And uh, there's like little wreaths and candles and people decorating trees in the windows. And then sort of along the foot is a snowy lawn with Santa and his reindeer uh, going right along the sort of foot to the toe. And so that 
was stitched into the middle and it's just a way that um, I can keep that really sort of precious keepsake and pass it down. So yeah, and, that's, and each year my husband and my son go out to the lint store and they take all my favorite chocolates and they fill it up. So every day I, I know I'm getting something that I love. Oh, that is so lovely. I love it. And you have a fabulous red sweater on, I have to add. Um, uh, red is one of my favorite colors and certainly reminds me of this time of year. For for me, when I think of the holidays, last time I dressed completely differently, I had a Santa hat and whatnot on. But today I ran with the idea of sparkly. So I've got like a sparkly necklace that my grandmother um, gave to me. She's passed on now. So I love wearing her sort of costumey jewelry. So I've got a really nice sparkly choker thing going on and a super sparkly bracelet that you can't really see unless I hold it up. So I'm doing that right now. <laughs> I've still got my um, my blue LED lights behind me and my posh Santa and, and all the same stuff I had on the on the first episode. So you can go give that one a listen if you want to get the lay of the land in terms of my decor. All right, so let's get into number seven. On the seventh day of Christmas, my low vision gave to me, my, uh, I don't know, city gave to me an unsuccessful gift delivery. So a few years ago, my really good friend, Kelly, she and her partner moved to a new neighborhood and in true Jenny fashion, I did not deliver gifts well ahead of time. It was probably pretty much like in the nick of time that I finally got my act together and uh, set out to deliver these gifts to Kelly. And so planned out my route, of course, on the bus, saving money that time of year, not taking, we didn't have Uber actually come to think of it. So not taking a taxi or anything, fully confident. I had planned my route on the bus and I got to, um, I got to a part in the route where I had to get out of the bus and walk quite a few blocks to get to her house. When I say quite a few blocks, it was maybe like, I don't know, four or five blocks. Um, but it didn't make sense to transfer to another bus. Basically walking was what made sense in the route. So I should say we had had a big dump of snow this time, uh, this winter. And that's not really common in the Halifax area that we get a ton of snow and it hangs around, but there was quite a lot of snow, but I'm from New Brunswick. I'm from Moncton. We're used to having a ton of snow, snow around for months and months at a time. So I was fully confident. I had planned my route. I knew where to go, where to turn. Uh, but as soon as I got off of the bus in this neighborhood that I did not know well, um, I still had my plan of action in my mind, but I stepped off the bus and I walked maybe half a block and I got to an intersection and I just thought to myself, I need to abort mission. This is, I am, I'm not going to, I'm going to risk my life if I continue because I don't know about you, Tara, but in my experience, especially in the Halifax area, snow doesn't get cleared super quickly or super effectively all of the time. So what really made me say, ooh, abort mission, sorry, Kelly, it's probably going to be after the holidays that you get these gifts now, was I came to an intersection and the snow had not been cleared and you had to like step over the snowbank just to get into the street. And, and, and half of the sidewalks hadn't been plowed. So I was just 
not feeling safe. And that's really unusual for me to like plan a route, especially when I have an end game of like giving someone gifts. I love the gift giving, but it was very much abort mission. Sorry, everyone, no gifts. So I don't know how comical that is, but it was an unusual thing for me. (laughs) I was just like, nope, not happening today. I know that you said decorating is very much your thing, and I, I I do a little bit of decorating around the holidays. But what's it like decorating in a? Did you call it a double double blind household where both you and your husband? Okay, so there have got to be some mishaps when it comes to all uh, the decorating. Yeah. So not it, well. I guess here I'll um. <clears throat> what are we on eight? So on the yep. eighth day of Christmas, my little vision gave to me an ornament hiding in the Christmas tree. So <laughs> um, I love decorating the tree. I love I love all the memories because each ornament is its own story and its own memory. And I love being able to share that with Seamus and share that um, each year it grows because he has ornaments that get added on. Um but this was more, I guess, an undecorating moment. So uh, we're a little bit old school. I'll keep the tree up till January 6th, old Christmas, or um, and uh, which is actually the 12th day of Christmas. Um, yeah, so the 12th days of Christmas is actually from Christmas Day to January 6th. Um, so I keep the tree up till then and so by that point Kyle's back at work and Seamus is back at school so usually I'll be undecorating the tree during the day someday and wrapping all the ornaments up and putting them away and I'm I'm always very careful I try to sort of think about okay which ones went on and make sure I have them all and every year I say okay next year I'm going to do a spreadsheet so I know I have them all off Mm -hmm. and I had them all off had everything down and this was a year we had a real tree so I always get Kyle to check um, because I know that I can't. I'm, my vision's really at the point where I can see the lights on the tree, and that's kind of it. Um, and Well, in the tree itself, I guess. Uh, and he checked it. Yep, yeah, looks all good. So we hauled that puppy outside, all the needles dropping everywhere. And it was outside probably for a couple days, and I was walking my son to school, and he goes there's an ornament on that tree. <laughs> and I go, Wait, what? <laughs> on the curb? Well, it was on the curb. There was yeah. st- <laughs> still yeah, an ornament <laughs> outside on the curb. <laughs> and he goes, there's an ornament on the tree. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes like, right, right in there. There's an ornament. And so thankfully it was just, I mean, we caught it. It was just a little like dollar store ornament, but, um, moral of the story, always have the person with the most vision, in the household, check your Christmas tree, even if that person is under the age of 10. (laughs) So, um, yeah, two blind people checking over the Christmas tree does not guarantee that you're going to catch all those ornaments. Really glad for my son's, uh, vision in that uh in that case i i can um, so if if it was me un i like undecorating that's that's if that's not a real word it needs to be we say taking down christmas which just sounds it sounds negative (laughs) i can but i can and sometimes if 
I can't think of a time where I had to like undecorate the tree on my own, but I, I would probably like do like a, I would probably like frisk it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you go to the airport and you get frisked, like, or, or whatever, you get, like, you're dealing the with the law on your hands and your hands. Oh are yeah. Sticky. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's right. I didn't think you had, yeah, you had a real tree. Yeah. We get a real, we go out West. My husband's from out West. So we go out West kind of every other year. So we use a real tree when we're here and then an artificial tree when we're um, my parents gave us an artificial tree their old one a couple years ago so we use that when we go out west just because otherwise the tree's sitting here without any water or anything and then it's then it's a real mess yeah oh i love the smell of a real christmas tree but i do do. but then there's the mess of the needles it's i have a very yeah i have a, a a love not hate but whatever is you know a love dislike of of the tree because you don't find you don't find the needles like months later and you're like ah christmas no no i'm usually like vacuuming like every day around the tree to like get it up but even then you got to be like really you got to have some like serious skill because if you're if you go in it like too rough then your vacuum just knocks more needles down right or you're sucking up ornaments or you're yeah. sucking up like the tree skirt or get <laughs> worse <Yeah>. gifts. <laughs> yes. so, um, oh my God. But usually we do a pretty, we don't have any carpet. So I think that's the saving grace. We have all hardwood. So even when the tree goes out, we can, we can vacuum. And, and then my son is also usually pretty good at like catching those needles. It really helps to have someone who can see in the house. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of things that we find under the tree, uh, other than needles, uh, on the, oh goodness, I'm having a moment. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Tara. On the ninth day of Christmas, should I try to sing this one? Oh gosh. You've been, you've been warned listeners oh and viewers. Um, I've had enough time to have a drink. <laughs> I haven't though. <laughs> uh, on the ninth day of Christmas, my family gave to me nine pairs of tidy whities <laughs> I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. <laughs> I hope tidy whities isn't like something offensive now because that's what we call men's briefs, cotton, men's underwear. That's what we call them, tidy whities. And what okay, so I know for sure that more than a couple of times I have, I have opened gifts that were for other people because I misread the label and I like gung ho got in there, ripped her open and realized, Ooh, this was for so-and-so. So I couldn't think I wanted to find like the best one. I was searching my memory and I was talking with my mom and I asked her, mom, what's the most, I know I've done this. What's the most memorable one that you can think of? And she says, oh, well, when you were pretty young, I think I must've been five or six or something. Um, I opened a gift that I thought was for me and my, so my dad's name is Terry and Terry, Jenny, similar number of letters, possibly similar shaped words. I read the label as Jenny and not Terry. And I ripped open this package and didn't I find a pack of men's underwear, like tidy whitey, cotton white underwear. And 
I must have suppressed this memory because I do not remember this happening. I wouldn't put it past me because I know I've done it, but I seriously must have repressed it because my mom says when I opened the gift, I was so upset because I thought the family was playing a mean joke on me that they bought me men's underwear for Christmas. (laughs) And it certainly happened since I remember opening, um, I remember opening a thing of chocolates and I was like, these chocolates are okay, but like, they're not my favorite. Why did, do my parents know me at all? And it was for my sister. So, you know, there's a good chance after this episode drops, you're going to get tidy whities for Christmas this year. <laughs> you know, you know what? From That's somebody. fine. That's fine. I'll laugh and then I'll donate them elsewhere. <laughs> Again, it's great to have someone with good eyes or like use the tools available to me to um, make sure that I'm not opening the wrong gift, right? <laughs> present hander out or Seamus has to hand out the presents because <laughs> I've actually got to the point where I can't even read the labels so my vision is so bad that there's no even like trying to make them out it's just a right it's not a not an option so and he's but he's happy to do it right yes he he loves um handing out the presents and we love just sitting back on the couch and drinking our uh, hot Christmas morning beverages and uh, not having to do anything. We do mimosas, but we're, we're, we don't have children running around. <laughs> <laughs> so men's tidy whities possibly the worst gift a five-year-old could get, maybe, but I'm sure there are other weird gift-giving moments. I mean, I can't be the only one, right? No, so... We're on 10 now, right? So let's do this. Yeah, someone's keeping track. On 10th day of Christmas, I gave to my grandpa the wrong DVD. (laughs) (laughs) So, as I said, I'm at the point where trying to read Christmas tags is just, it's just not, it doesn't happen. But what I do have enough sight is to sort of, and I don't know if you do this, I wrap I wrap the presents, and I know based on what wrapping paper and what type of box or shape of box, I know what present that is and who it's for. So I, I kind of totally I have, I have it all cataloged in my head. Um, this paper, this shape equals this person, and so this would have been several years ago before before I was married. Um, we were at my parents' house for Christmas. My grandparents were down visiting. They live in Ontario, so they were down visiting, and I remember. Before this, I had been talking to my grandpa about what his favorite Christmas movie was. And my favorite Christmas movie is White Christmas. And he said that his favorite Christmas movie was A Christmas Carol. But like the original black and white Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I was actively looking for it or if I just happened upon it in Walmart. But I found the original black and white Christmas Carol. And I said, oh, okay, great. This will be awesome. I'll get this for my grandpa. This is when DVDs were a thing. Um, and so I got it, I wrapped it, I had it under the tree. And so Christmas morning comes and I'm like, Oh, this one's for Poppy. And I, like, I knew this one's for grandpa. It was the wrapping paper I used. It was the shape of a DVD, pretty unmistakable shape. And so I handed it to him and he was sitting on the couch sort of across the, 
the living room from me. So he unwraps it and there's sort of this, this, this silence. And I was like, well, do you like it? And there's kind of like this, my mom's like, um, I don't think that one was for, for grandpa. And I go, no, no, that's for him. Like, I, I know, like I wrapped it and she goes, no, I, I don't think it is. And, um, so it turns out, and I have it here. Um, what I actually <laughs> had given my grandpa and I'm seeing, I'm trying to figure out was not the original black and white Christmas Carol, but the Barbie remake, <laughs> the Barbie <laughs> animated Christmas Carol video DVD <laughs> that my mom, Poor grandpa. my mom had gotten for me. <laughs> And by some strange coincidence, she had wrapped it in the exact same paper that I had wrapped my grandpa's Christmas Carol TV. Oh, in. no. So oh, no. I was like, okay. So it was a little bit anticlimactic for me because at that point it was already unwrapped. Um, but right. then I, yeah, I realized that we obviously had just both grabbed the same wrapping paper by, by chance and wrapped it up. And so, um, yeah. Found that found the right one. What are the chances? <laughs> very, very slim. So, um, yeah, that, that having someone a designated present distributor, a designated distributor yeah. is necessary when yeah. you have low vision. D, D, a, D, a new new definition to DD. Yeah, designated <laughs> gift DGD. Yeah, designated gift distributor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can't make it too official. They'll. They'll want some perks or something. We can't make it sound too official because then they'll. It'll be like the opposite of the oh, regular yeah. DD, like where you can't drink when yeah. you're the when you're the gift distributor, the designated distributor. Yeah. you can drink as much as you want. DGD, let me pour you another mimosa, <laughs> so, right? Keep in those presents. Yeah, you gotta they gotta pace themselves because if they get to the point where they can't read, then then the whole yes, thing is... they need to be able to read. Okay, Not too yeah, if you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait till the gifts are handed out and then go to town. This is a plan. I like this. This is good. You're, you're gonna, <laughs> oh, poor grandpa. You're gonna have a whole bunch of people offering to hand out gifts at your house this year. Yeah, yeah, right, eh? So, wait, how did grandpa react? He's just very quiet. I think he was just yeah, quiet. You know, he obviously, Barbie Christmas Carol was not on his wish list. Um, but I think he didn't, he didn't really want to hurt my feelings. Like, I was obviously you know, so proud. Um, but he, uh, we, we sorted it out. It was all gift. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, yeah. I think that was the last year I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done handing out presents. So I'll, I'll do it now. Cause I know we don't have a ton of presents under the tree. There's not as many people around. So, um, it's a little bit easier, but yeah. And, and I don't live now, at we're home. Talking so my mom's wrapping paper right. is different than my wrapping paper now. Oh, oh, that okay. So maybe you had dipped into like the same supplier wrapping yeah. paper. Ah, okay, yeah. it's coming oh, together yeah. so now. I was yeah, okay. At home at the time I was in university, yeah. So I'd gone to the wrapping paper stock and pulled out the same paper. Ah, okay. So, well, okay. So we're talking a little bit about you know a lot about actually relying on people with working eyes to hand out our gifts, you know, check the tree over. And my next low vision moment of Christmas, where are we at? 11. 10? 11. 
Oh my goodness. I'm glad one, one of us is keeping track. I am not on the ball today. Um, okay. So we're at 11 already. Oh no, we're almost done. <laughs> okay. So uh, let me, let me, okay. This ties into, um, this certainly ties into relying on other people when you have low vision or are blind and, and relying on people who can see well. So on the 11th day of Christmas, my sister gave to me the wrong cooking temperature. Okay. Okay. You can probably guess where this is going. Last year it was, yeah, last year, my sister and a couple of family members were over for the holidays. She and I were going to bake the, make the turkey. We were going to make the dinner together. And like, we had never done this together before. She had made turkeys before and she has working eyes. So I was relying on her a lot. Now, I could have very easily taken out my magnifier, you know, use my phone, any number of tools to go and read the instructions on the turkey. What temperature do we cook this turkey at? I asked her instead of going and reading it myself. I trust her, right? So Lisa, what temperature do we cook this, this, this turkey at? Okay. Um, 160 degrees. Oh, really? Fair. Fahrenheit? And like, I swear to God, 10 times I asked her, are you sure you read that right? Only like 160 something degrees. Are you sure that's not Celsius? Because like, that seems like a really low Fahrenheit. Like, really? That seems low Fahrenheit temperature, but we put it in. I trust her. She's my big sister. 160 something degrees. And I mean, it had been in, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or something. And I was just like, no, something, something's not right. I, I have to go and check. So like I snuck, so she didn't know. And I went and checked and I read it and I was like, no way, man, no way. I, I took out my phone and I read this thing and I was just like beside myself laughing and I called her in and I was like, Lisa, I, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. This was not supposed to be cooked at 160 something degrees Celsius. It's really like you have to cook a turkey. I mean, you'd have to cook it for days, like a day for it to cook. Like I want it to be juicy, but I'm not trying to slow cook my turkey in the oven here. Like that's, that's a long cook time. It's supposed to be like 325 to 425 Fahrenheit or something like that. Right. Like depending on how long you're going to cook it. So, um, I, I'm just glad that I went and snuck and read it later on. And I, yeah, I, we, we saved, you know, we salvaged it. It, we, we had enough time that we were able to cook this turkey in time. So I'm just glad. It's, a lot of these low vision moments have lessons and it's, you know, if you've got the tools, maybe, maybe read the cooking directions yourself on the turkey if you can. You would have been cooking that turkey for 12 days. Oh my God. <laughs> It's so lucky that I happened to go and and just sneak and look because I this doesn't feel right. Something's not right here. Funny you say like you sneak because that sometimes you, that happens. You're like, okay, well I don't like you don't trust your like you're like, well who am I to like second guess? Like they can yeah. She's got the like, eyes. She read it. Makes sense, and so you, you're always like sort of sneaking and, and double checking and then and then I find the hard part is like when it's when you're like oh yeah they were wrong how do you then like be like oh so 
Well, it's my sister, so I flat out, I flat out just laughed my ass off at her and told her what was going on. And now it's, now it's, it's one of those fun holiday memories that we're never going to (laughs) forget. Do you cook a turkey? Do you do a ham? What do you do? Um, so we do a turkey and, um, so let's, uh, Last day. Um, oh, God. I know. On the 12th day of Christmas, my husband gave to me an upside-down turkey. So... <laughs> so I never even thought of whether it... Sh- what way it should go. Sorry, go ahead. So, we bought our first house over 10 years ago. And even though we had our own house and my parents came in to our place uh my dad still did all the cooking for like thanksgiving easter christmas cook the turkey he'd do all the vegetables and um we were very very spoiled um and so this was the first year that my dad was stepping back and we were actually going to cook the meal and so our our living room kind of goes along the front of our house and then our kitchen and dining room is along the back and they both have openings into the living room and the living room or the dining room and the kitchen are pretty open. So there's a bit of a wall, but it's all kind of fairly open. You can, can sort of hear people in the kitchen. And so my dad was on the couch and I was in the living room with him and Kyle called me into the kitchen. Um, Kyle's my husband. And uh, he goes, Tara, what? He goes, is the turkey upside down? And I looked at him, how should I know? (laughs) I can't see. I can't see if the turkey's right. Like, I wouldn't know which way a turkey's supposed to go. And he goes, I think it's upside down. And, of course, so then we're, like, trying to figure out, okay, do we have the turkey upside down? But we don't want my dad here because we're like, if he finds out we can't cook this turkey, that's it. We've lost our Christmas holiday cooking privileges for the rest of yeah. life. he's never going to trust us yeah. this again and you've got it under control i was like i don't know like google it like don't ask the blind person they they're not a reliable resource so he googled that it. it was upside down okay. <laughs> of course, how he, do you google that I, I guess which way does a turkey go in a pan <laughs> yeah like how should turkey how do you feel if a turkey's upside down and of course it'd been in the oven for for a while at this point so he then had to flip the turkey um but it was hot and it was greasy um thankfully and this is probably the only saving grace we have um the silicone oven mitts oh yeah 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 so he was able to flip it and then wash the oven mitts off now apparently in 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 googling you know what way is a turkey supposed to be cooked (laughs) uh he came across this whole school or this like section or subgroup that that actually holds that you should start cooking your turkey upside down for a certain amount of time and then flip it and that in doing that when you when it's upside down all the greases run down into the rest of the turkey and so okay. that apparently it makes the turkey like juicier and better tasting but you gotta have you gotta have a strategy for flipping it if you're gonna start it upside down so but yeah <laughs> that's fantastic 
I'm so glad you guys pulled it off. And I'm assuming nobody was the wiser. It was delicious. Not until they watched this podcast. <laughs> but that oh was, my that was several years ago now. We've got lots of turkeys under our belt. We've yeah. proved that we So do you still do you still cook it upside down for a little bit and then turn it over? I don't know. That's he, Kyle takes care of the turkey. So oh, okay. But we'll have to ask him because I'm curious if you picked up on this, if you actually went ahead with this tip. I don't. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I'm just it's, imagining it's a hard thing to do to flip a turkey, like especially if you got one of those big birds. And yeah, well, yeah, it, it's not easy when it's you know been in there for a while. It's all greasy and slippery and. Um, it sounds dangerous and you're trying to do it without anybody in the other room trying to do it without anybody figuring it out yeah it was um that's that's like christmas movie material (laughs) i'm just gonna put that out there it's yeah that's great oh my goodness tara this is so much fun i don't think i dropped any (laughs) f-bombs this episode so we're really keeping it festive and joyous and um i wonder are you are you game to try and recap the full 12 low vision moments of christmas before we go let's try it okay you have the honors of starting and I'm going to try to keep up and not mess up on the 12th day of Christmas. My husband gave to me an upside down Turkey, 11 wrong cooking temperatures, 10 wrong DVDs for my grandpa, Barbie Christmas Carol. In case you forgot nine <laughs> pairs of tidy whiteies, eight, Ornaments hidden in a Christmas tree. Seven unsuccessful gift deliveries. Six awkward shopping checkouts. Five burning houses. Four missing cookie cutters. (laughs) Three origami gift sets. Two Kelly Clarkson tickets. And one giant deck of playing cards. (laughs) I think... We did that justice. I cannot thank you enough for being brave enough to go through those with me. Um, please, nobody judge our singing. Just be kind. It's it is the season to be nice, right? <laughs> we 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 did not. We we gave them fair warning. We did not profess to be professional or good singers. <laughs> That's right. That was the first episode. We had one on the first episode, but. But this, this one, you you got us and we're, and we're, we're fun. If I do say so myself, we might not be able to sing well, but we're a good time. Um, and I've had such a good time, Tara. I can't thank you enough for coming on and, um, wrapping this up in a nice little bow with me before we go. Is there anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to say? Oh, just, I hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas or whatever they choose to celebrate and that whatever low vision moments happen to come your way this holiday season, even if they don't seem like a gift now, um, in future years, hopefully you'll look back and, and there'll be sort of some precious memories that will make you chuckle and bring a smile to your face <laughs> unless they're tidy whities you might you might suppress that one that might be a little trauma <laughs> you're smiling i know smiling. i smile at trauma and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> all right thank you so so much you have a happy happy holiday with your family and we'll we'll catch up in the new year for real we'll go for brunch definitely 
Thank you so, so much for listening and watching these two very special Low Vision Moments episodes. The 12 Low Vision Moments of Christmas, I think, have been the holiday party we all deserve this time of year. And I can't, could not could not have done it without my incredible guests, both Marlena and this time around Tara. You're both incredible people. Thank you for singing along. And I really hope that if you're watching or listening, that you are doing what makes you happy this time of year, whether you're celebrating something or not. If you have any feedback or suggestions for the podcast, you know, I'd love to hear from you. You can send an email to podcasts at ami.ca, or you can leave a voicemail at one 866 Six five zero nine forty five forty five to leave a voicemail again. That number is one eight six six five zero nine forty five forty five. Just make sure to mention low vision moments in the message, please and thanks. You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm there under Uber Blonde Four. That's U B E R B L O N D E and the number four. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if that's where you're enjoying low vision moments. Please hit subscribe over there and leave a comment. You know, I just love to hear from all of you. Our technical producer is Marco Flalo, and he is definitely still on my nice list this year. Thank you very much to manager at AMI Audio, Mr. Grinch. I mean, Andy Frank. And until next time, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.